Hello and welcome to episode 122 of Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Donnie from Wild Kindness Records. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Now today on the show, we got my homies Steph and Jesse from the Lopez. And for those of you who don't know the Lopez, you're not familiar with them, they are a two-piece synth punk, synth rock, whatever you want to call it, band from Pittsburgh. Well, they're in Pittsburgh now, but that's not necessarily where they started, but it's kind of where they started. That might sound a little confusing, but we're going to get into it. This conversation, we dive into all sorts of stuff involving the history of the band, the evolution of them, uh, techniques involved with like the writing and recording process of the band, and uh, the gear that they use, you know, some nerdy talk, we get into some scene talk, uh, stuff about like the polarization of electronics and rock music and trying to play shows with rock bands and, you know, only being half of a band and having backtracks and how that's weird sometimes. We also talking to, you know, the future of the Lopez, like what's going on with them coming up. They're working on a new EP and a new album. I actually crashed a recording session to do this episode over at their place in Lawrenceville. Uh, Madeline Campbell, who is recording for them right now, actually makes a guest appearance on this episode because like I said, I crashed the session to do this and she was there too. So she says some stuff towards the end of the episode regarding uh, what it's like to work with the Lopez and some insight on recording other bands as well. Uh, what else did we talk about? We talk about Lady Fest. Steph is involved with Lady Fest. And for those of you who don't know what that is, stick around. You'll learn about it, but you probably know. And, um, yeah, what else did we talk about? Collecting records. Jesse's really into collecting vinyl. I'm into collecting vinyl, too. So, you know, me and him talked a little bit about that. And uh, after the conversation was over, he showed me his collection. And, you know, we we had a little, we had a moment with some records, and it was tight. Uh, I feel like I'm probably rambling, but what else is new? I don't know what to say. It's a good conversation. Jesse and Steph are awesome. The Lopez rules, and I think you're going to like this conversation. That's all I have to say about that. So, without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Jesse and Steph from The Lopez. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat!
<laughs> it's not that big of a deal. So we are, here we are. We're going. We're just going to do this. We are in your attic. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're here. And you're getting ready to track some stuff today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Madeline, who I just met, who is sitting over there. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> and this is pretty cool. Do you normally record at your house in your attic with yeah. Madeline? This is the first time we've ever <laughs> recorded up here with her. With Madeline, With yeah. Madeline. With Madeline Campbell. We recorded one song up here for that um, zine that Ricky did. Ricky Moslin put out a zine, Drag Me Home, and we recorded that song up here by ourselves. And then we've recorded with Madeline before, but not in our attic. We'll record our tracks up here and <laughs> stuff like that, like uh, for our live sets and things like that. But that that's not really record. Yeah, that's not, not the same. Yeah. So whenever you... We're making a record right now, you know, up here. That's the first time we've ever... This is the first time we've ever, you know, like made a record up here. So whenever you play, you play with stuff and backtracks, right? Yes. So you record that stuff separately, and then if you record an album, you'll re-record the stuff for your backtracks? Yeah. After you record an album, do you use the nicer recordings as your backtracks? Well, we've been talking mm-hmm. about that recently. Like, uh, you know, yeah, that's a thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Okay, that's, that's something that I can relate with, because with my stuff, you know, I record everything, and then whenever I have the... F- I'll use it for my backtracks, but then after the final versions are done, I'll export new backtracks with yeah, the, we, the clean uh, audio. Yep. No, that's something that we've we, we've been talking about recently that, uh, yeah, we, 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 we need to start doing. <laughs> How long have you two been writing music together as the Lopez? Has it been a while? A long like 10 time. Years. Yeah? Yeah. We've been, yeah. we've been making music, yeah, writing songs for like together for about 10 years, yeah. That's crazy. In Pittsburgh? No. Okay. No. We started in Philadelphia. Okay. We lived in Philadelphia for uh, like eight years in the early 2000s. And uh, yeah, started there. What uh, what brought you to the Steel City? Well, we're from here originally. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, we right. moved, yeah, we moved gotcha. to Philadelphia from here. Okay. Uh, so you moved to Philly and we're doing yes. music then you came And we back. started mm-hmm. the band there music. and we, uh, we moved here, you know, five, six years ago. Um, and you know, just kind of brought it over. But even five, six years ago, you were still doing music as the Lopez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and that was kind of like whenever yes. I came in, it was like, oh, you know, you and Madeline don't know each other. I'm like, well, there's a lot of people doing a lot of stuff, and I just recently met you two. Yeah, in the past year, and I've been doing music around here for like five, six years. So yeah, yeah I been actually, insane. I thought that you were going to be like a new member of Trash Bag because they put up a picture that was like <laughs> exciting announcement coming soon. It was like the three of them and you, and uh-huh. I'm like, what did they like get like a guitar player or like you know who's this guy? And it's like. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thought they were going to be a four-piece now. Nah, just uh, just me rapping on top of samples of their stuff, you know. Nah, Which is awesome, yeah. yeah like we, were, we saw that you do that at Roboto, and we were, like, super inspired. Yeah, like, we you were, just hear Lauren, like, bleh! No, it's, <laughs> just, so, like, it's so good. <laughs> a little, like, clip of, like, our screaming. No, that's the shit. <laughs> that was my, my uh, Lauren impersonation. <laughs> that was a good one. Bleh! <laughs> Uh, Maybe I'll sample that yeah. from the podcast <laughs> to do something new. Damn. So over the course of you know this decade that you two have been writing music together, what has changed from the beginning? Or do you feel like you're still kind of trying to do the same thing you were doing 10 years ago? Or has it evolved? Oh, that's a good question. It's evolved to where it's like a lot more serious. For like the first, like I don't know, five years or more maybe, like – it was just like a little 
side piece hobby fun thing you know we never even thought about touring or putting out a record or any you know like anything like that and it's just gotten a lot more serious was you the know, setup the same like we've played with uh like a full band okay. we, we started out with three people with a bass player like it is now but also with a bass player and um and then we added a drummer and we played as like a full rock band for a while. Yeah, without the drum machine and without the synth. And yeah, and uh, and then uh, we just uh, started to want to be a little more serious and take it on the road a little bit. And uh, that just worked as a two-piece. We had to scale it down to a two-piece in order to do that because uh, you know, the others weren't really on board with that. So we just went back to the drum machine and... Uh, yeah, and they've been going like that ever since. Do and, you feel and taking like, it more seriously and, and touring and putting out records and things like that? Do you feel like you prefer it with, uh, like the electronic drums and stuff like that over a live drummer? I do. Yeah, I I was like picturing your music with a live drummer, and I think it would be entertaining, but the aesthetic would be super different. It was definitely different. Yeah, well, it was a lot more chaotic in a lot of ways. Yeah. But I like, you know, I like the beats. You know, I'm a beat guy. I like heavy beats. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. Is I think, I think the heavy beats have gotten a little more um, interesting. Yeah. If that's the right word, like uh, you know, Jesse programs these drums, and it's like I think that uh, the more like recent tracks are are more, have more um, more going on. What do you do uh, the programming stuff in? We just have this little Dr. Rhythm drum machine. Oh, cool. Um, it's, cool it's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, garage band. That's all. I mean, we don't really have much, any kind of fancy things, you know. Yeah. And just through effects and stuff, you know. Um, yeah, we don't, we, we're not too, like, uh, I don't know, technically savvy in a lot of ways. Everything, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty simple process. Yeah. And I if think- it doesn't seem that way, it is. You know, well, like think, we're not, you know. I think that that helps this, the overall sound of what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. I think if you got too deep into the production and going crazy with like all these different drum machines or going into like soft synths and like new technology, like computer laptop stuff, I think that it would probably change the overall sound altogether. Like whenever you started doing stuff were you using basically like the same equipment then as you are now yeah cool yeah yeah same thing I mean, we 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 used to play with with the with just the drum machine um you know the doctor rhythm drum machine and that machine's awesome uh you know it's it's great yeah i guess we have I a mean, CDJ I, I now we didn't have that we before. can make uh yeah we we just play yeah we just play stuff uh off of a cdj now so, like, whenever you play live, you uh, export the backtracks, to, and then you just yep. play those off of something. Right. We because, learned that trick from Grand Buffet. Yeah. That's how uh, how they play their beats. Um, and they gave us that tip, and it's yep. nice to, tip. for, you know, uh, you get a lot of pre- precise starting and stopping and stuff with that, uh-huh. as opposed to when we used to just play with the drum machine, with the actual instrument, you know. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, they can be a little unreliable and also like dragging those things around from show to show, especially on the road, can be a pain in the ass. Yeah, so, yeah. We I don't want to take Doctor Rhythm on the road. <laughs> the doctor's risk, a little old. Risk fucking him up and, you know, uh, losing a bunch of cool shit. We named yeah. him, remember? He was Matt the drummer. Yeah. We named the, the, the drum machine back in the day. Nice. Matt. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I always had this joke about, uh, having making sound guys mic my macbook on stage if i ever like but it's just something that's funny in my head but i would never actually like do it maybe if we ever play a show together i'll make the macbook which it's still crazy like we really haven't played a show yeah together why not? We gotta work it out. Yeah, let's know. do it. Yeah, we should yeah. work it out. <laughs> what are you doing on? No, uh, what are some fans. of these dates we have coming up? Yeah. <laughs> busy on March 18th. No, we actually have a bunch of shows we're trying to book right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. We we don't have a place to book a lot. Because <laughs> I find that maybe this is something that you can relate to. Finding artists to play with can sometimes be a little like complicated not necessarily complicated you can i feel like i'll play a show with anyone and i could tell you to probably just play a show with whoever mm -hmm. cool people good times whatever it doesn't matter but finding people that like you feel Ooh. like you can musically jive with a little bit better is sometimes complicated for me and mm -hmm. i can imagine that being same similar situation for you two yeah do you think it's because of the uh, electronic element Probably, you know, just not having a drummer or even if you're doing like electronic stuff, it's still like unique in a way because it's kind of like, you know, it's electronic, it's kind of punk, kind of a weird mixture of things. It's kind of like a blender of different genres and the it allows you to like fit in anywhere, but also not fit in depending on the person. Yeah, right. That's yeah, the really the electronic point. thing is really polarizing in the rock, you know, yeah. realm because that's where we're at. We're, you know, we're and you too. I mean, exactly. you're, you're playing I rock play most, shows and I play shit. Yeah. most of my shows with rock yeah. bands. And it's like uh, you know, people are either into it or they really fucking hate it and they don't, they don't even think you're a real band, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you guys would be really good if Yeah. You <laughs> had a drummer. You ever need a drummer hit me up? Yeah, I play drums. And it's cool. Like, you know, we, we've talked many times about uh, getting the rock band together you know, again, you know, and doing a thing, doing a few shows here with like just assembling, a, you know, a, a cool four or five piece, whatever yeah. the fuck, you know, uh, and doing it, uh, doing a few shows like that. And it'll probably happen sooner or later. Do you think the new music that you're writing could still transcribe to like a live band? Oh, yeah, thing? definitely. Yeah. I was just kind of kind of curious if like maybe over the years with you know you two just getting rice used to like working as a two piece if maybe you started to take advantage of some elements of like having an electronic drummer that might be complicated to replicate. I mean, it, it, but with your sound, I don't think you go too crazy. You're not doing like insane drum and bass glitchy breaks or something. I mean, no, it's all just cool. three, two and three chords. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's pretty simple stuff, but you know, uh, uh, you know the electronic, uh, the, you know the, the element, you know, adds like a, you know, adds a feeling to the to the music that uh, I, I really like. You know, like a more cold kind of element to and it. And it makes a lot of songs more like dancey, you know, like danceable, which is makes it a little more fun, even if like the subject matter isn't. Yeah, I like the robot know. element. Um, the only like downside of like not having a live drummer is that like the drum machine can't like 
make up for like your fuck ups, you know, like oh, if yeah. we like miss a cue or like a mark or whatever, like the song's still going to like play and it's still going to end, you know, at the same spot. What, you know, uh-huh. can't make up for anything that we yeah. do. Or if you're... That's also why it's, we're not a real band. Because <laughs> stuff like that. It's just, yeah, it's, we're just rehearsing you, to a backing track. Yeah, I, I miss, like, being able to, like, hold the crowd for a few moments or something or yeah. have, like, an extended pause or something. <laughs> like, everything we're playing is to, like, a very meticulous click track. Yep. So, it's like, well... It's premeditated. That's it. It's this not is, very organic, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and uh, also... Not having it because, like, I still play shows sometimes without a band, which you've seen, and I do play shows with my band too. And the thing that sucks about playing without a band sometimes is if you're playing a place with a PA that's not so great, like Goose Keys, we were talking about earlier, uh, and you want your drums to really punch through and have like a big full sound, you know, you're not going to have that huge full sound from your drums if the PA can't quite handle replicating the sound mm-hmm. properly. Yep. So that's what's good about having a live drummer sometimes is a play. Like tonight, I'll be with my live drummer. So it's like, okay, well, like I'll have a live drummer and a live bass player. So at least they'll give us some body. And the backtracks might just sound a little thin and distorted, but that's okay. So you play with back- backing tracks too? Yeah, we have the cool. band, yeah, we have the backing tracks and the band. Our drummer plays cool. to a click track. Nice. It's very... Technological. Sweet. Is that a word? Technological? Yeah, Yeah. of course. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, outside of the Lopez, do you do any music stuff at all? Do you work on anything outside of that project? Or is that it? Right right now, for for us, that's it. Steph was in another band for a while for the last uh, couple years. And does organizing Lady Fest count? Is working on music outside. Sure, sure. Uh, we book a lot of shows, <laughs> yeah. you know, for, for bands and stuff, you know, even if we don't play them. Uh, yeah. 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 We're part of the um, Don't Let the Scene Go Down on Me mm-hmm. with Brett now and uh, just, you know, book shows kind of under that umbrella. Awesome. So that's cool because then more people hear about them and stuff. But I mean, you know, just from, I feel like from touring and from playing shows with bands that come through. A lot of people contact us about shows. One, a lot of touring bands, and um, so it kind of, it can get overwhelming. Like totally, you know, I'm at a point right now, like this week, where I'm I have a list of like four shows that I have to book, and like we can't play all of them, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like, and then you end up kind of booking shows that you're not even playing, and you know, it's kind of a different thing. I hate it. Uh, well, I don't hate it. I like it because a lot of people will get a hold of me too. Like, hey. You know, so-and-so recommended you to help me out, and I'm always wanting to help out other independent musicians and stuff. But it's like, crap, you know, I'm in the middle of a 12-hour work shift, and I can't get to this now, and then I forget about things, and I can't remember it, or I just simply don't have the time, and I always feel so bad saying no to people. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, it sucks yep. because you yeah. know how it is. It's like exactly the, like empathetic, you know. I've been I've been that fear. person sending that message to somebody like, "Hey, so and so told me you were really great." Yeah, yep. <laughs> Please book me. I know we don't know each other. Just take the time out of your busy schedule for me, please. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. You you mentioned Lady Fest a couple seconds ago. Yeah. Let's chat about that for a moment because that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, let's chat about it. So for anybody that doesn't know, 
Tell them. Tell the people. What what Lady Fest is? Yeah. What is it? So it's a three day annual festival. This will be, I think, the fifth like official year, um, third official year that I've been involved. Um, where um, we just highlight female dominated, female fronted bands and acts. Yeah. Um, not only local. You know, last year we had like, I want to say we had like fifteen touring bands, touring acts, um, and like forty four acts total. Yeah. So over three days. That's awesome that there's like enough going on in that that you could do like a three day festival of it. Oh, I mean, we had to turn away a third of the people who um, submitted. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, there was a lot of people that wanted to that couldn't. So I'm gonna have to look back at my old emails and find out <laughs> who those people were this year. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, I mean, the response was was pretty awesome last year for sure. So. I remember, was it, were you on the city paper or something? Was there yeah, a city yeah. paper thing? Mm-hmm. About yeah, that? that was two years ago. Yeah, I remember seeing, I think that was the first year that I was aware of it being a thing. Yeah. Kind of like a lot of people were talking about it. And I think Trash Bag played. Mm-hmm. And that was right when I had met them. So I was kind of like yep. getting brought into a new world of stuff that was just five minutes away from where I live. Yeah. It's so nuts. Like, and you get caught up in different little sections of a local music scene. It's like so easy to convince yourself that it's a lot smaller than it is. Definitely. All it takes is like meeting one new band and then going out to a show where they play with three other local bands that you've never heard of. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, there's a whole nother world right. of local music here. And this is such a small city, you know? It's like, imagine what that's like, you know? Yeah. Somewhere like New York or something. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of little little scenes going on in one town. So. Uh-huh. But yeah. And that's why we asked for submissions too, because we know that like it's not just about us and like our, you know, people that we see all the time. So um that always kind of opens up opens our eyes to when more diverse stuff. When does Lady Fest typically happen? I feel like it, just, it was recently. There was like a few months ago. Was it? In, it's in the summer. In the summer. Last year it was in July. July? This year okay. it's gonna be June twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth. Nice. And where does this usually happen? This year it's going to be at the shop on Friday and then um, Cativo on Saturday. And we're still working out the Sunday mm. details. So, And the Sunday is usually like a daytime thing, like a brunch, more quiet. <laughs> brunch like gig. Everybody's been partying for two days, come to brunch and chill. Just quieter. Quieter music. Yeah. yeah. Quieter acts. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. so I saw you two DJ at. Spacteca yeah. recently. We were just talking about that too. <laughs> and that was a hoot. There was all kinds of good jams, a very diverse collection of music, which leads me to believe that you two like a big wide spectrum of music. Yep. So is there anything with the Lopez musically that you haven't done that you would maybe like to do someday? Like any particular routes of things that maybe you haven't done? Like maybe like, oh, maybe I want to do something that's more like dark wave and spooky or do i want to do something that's more like funky and like uh like 70s funk type stuff add a bunch of horns go crazy yeah. anything like or do you you not like really think too much about that when you're writing stuff the lopez is kind of what it is we were just talking this morning about the backup vocals and kind of doing like a well we you know just, yeah stuff like that you know like just details you know uh that we hear in other other songs, you know, one one thing that the direction that, uh, that we've kind of been talking about or trying to go in is like a more sample based kind of direction because we haven't really 
we haven't really added a sampler to our mix, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, doing that kind of stuff and making beats with uh, with that, you know, integrated, I think uh, is kind of the next step or direction that um, I'd at least like to go in as far as the yeah you know, the beats and the drums and stuff. Any idea with like the type of gear that you would want to use to do? Yeah, that? I don't even know. Yeah, you know, I don't even know at this point. Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> you know, just like, just something really basic. You know, just 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 some kind of like you know basic sample. You know, sampler. You know, uh, yeah, it doesn't like you know, like I said before, we're n- nothing fancy here. You and know? we've used the sampler <laughs> at our live shows. Yeah, we have we that we've borrowed, it. but uh, yeah, we haven't used it to like make beats and stuff. We just use it to like accompany some live, some live stuff. But uh, yeah, I want to use it to make beats, like like rap songs, you know. Totally. So that would be a blast. Yeah, now, yeah. outside of uh, like making music, and I was talking about you obviously enjoy a lot of music. Outside of music in general, what else are you two into? Just as human beings. You want to go for that? Food, movies, wine, it? what up? Yes, <laughs> wine and cheese. Wine and cheese? Yes. I like just pretty much all music. Like I spend all my money on records. <laughs> no well, shit. Jesse was trying to do no fun a day by not buying a record, but he just, he broke, he broke edge. I didn't break. I mean, I, I fucking got through the whole month of January. Oh, wait, yeah, it's I'm like sorry. two weeks of February. Sorry, it's February now. <laughs> You know how they do that no, or they do that fun a day thing in January. You ever hear of that? No. Is that a Roboto thing, or it's like a? uh, I I don't know if it's uh, specifically associated with Roboto, but uh, you know it's a thing that people do in January where you like pick something to do every day, you know, and stay and do it every day, and then at the end of the month you have all you know all this stuff that that you like write a song every day, do a little tiny painting, whatever you know, whatever you want to do. Sure. So uh, yeah. this year I decided to try to do no fun a day <laughs> in which I don't buy any records in all of January, which is contrary <laughs> to my usual <laughs> month where I will spend many dollars on records. <laughs> so, uh, so, so yeah, I got through the entire month of January and then 10 days of, of February. I bought a record yesterday for the first time in 2017. One record. What was it? I bought. Uh, they reissued the first couple of Chemical Brothers albums. Oh, nice. So I got the reissue of the first Chemical Brothers record, Exit Planet Dust, which is, you know, funnily enough, I had been looking at originals of it on on Discogs, and they were a little, little pricey. So uh, yeah, they just uh, put them back in print. I guess. Yeah, I find that every time this is this has been a very very common thing with my life. I collect records as well. Anytime I like finally cave in. And buy an original pressing of something. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks later, it gets repressed. Yeah, no, I. I that, so it's just happens. gotten to this point now where it's like, you know what? I'm gonna buy this so everybody else can have the repressing. <laughs> I'm gonna sacrifice my money so everybody else will get their reissue. For, for it's, it always happens. For the uh, that, that just makes me feel better about myself and my habits with listening to plastic that makes noise you know the the thing that's even worse about it is i buy so i have piles of records that i haven't even listened to that i haven't bought but i just keep buying records yeah. you should go check out our record collection oh you should i should go I, interview our record collection. Yeah. <laughs> i will and that uh 
yeah, I'll interview your record collector. <laughs> no, um, but I try to make the time to listen to this stuff. I love doing it, but it's just I'm always caught up doing other stuff. And it I guess sucks. that's the hard thing with like vinyls that you can't do it like while you're out and about or like while you're at work. Like you have to be listening to it like at home. Yeah. You know, like while you're just like chilling and like you're I'm not like, home a lot. Yeah. And, or like I'll put on records now while I'm like sending emails or something like that. And that's still not even the same because I'm not like really taking the time to listen to the record. You know, like yeah. I, before I lived where I live now, I used to live in Dormont with a couple friends and all three of us collected records and we would just like, we live in Dormont, so there was nothing else to do. So we would just like work on music and then like listen to music and like hang out and drink and listen to records all the time. And that was like awesome. But now it's just like, I pretty much live by myself and I just work on music all the time and go out to events and stuff. And like my records just kind of sit there. It's a bummer. Man. Yeah. Gotta make, Getting gotta old make sucks. Yeah. That's yeah. why or something. Of, I don't know. That's yeah, kind of why we started DJing because, uh, yeah, we're like, let's make these records work for us now. You know? Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many of them. And then, you know, you can buy more records with the money that you make from DJing. There you go. <laughs> it's just a vicious circle. cycle. Vicious, vicious. Oh, yeah. That's cycle. what I meant. It's the perfect cycle. But that's, uh, yeah, that's like well, at least my main non-music hobby is listening to music <laughs> and, and and buying records. We're Did pretty you, into our pets, into our cats. Yeah. We have four cats. We're pretty pretty into them. Yes. We like to hang out with them and listen to records. Yeah. Do you remember like one of the first records you had? Yeah, I mean, like like records or music. Yeah, that's the thing. Record, like like, or like, like vinyl records. Yeah. Um, you know, my parents, you know, had, you know, a lot of records and stuff and listened to records when I was growing up. So yeah. like, you know, it would be like their records, like, you know, like, um, glass houses by Billy Joel or mm -hmm. something like that, or some like Carly Simon or something, you know, my mother would listen to. Cause, uh, I don't know if it was a conscious thing, but like. I don't remember hearing much of my dad's music back when I was super young because my dad liked a lot of heavy rock from the 70s, you know, Deep Purple and Led Zeppelin and shit. And uh, I don't remember hearing that as much as I remember hearing like my mom's stuff, like uh, you know, like Billy Joel. Uh, yeah, my mother really liked Billy Joel. You know, that kind of stuff. Do you remember maybe like the first record that you bought for yourself as like, I want to buy a record? As a, as a vinyl, I mean like, cause you know, like I grew up in the era of CDs and, tape yeah. and tapes, yeah. you know, so like, you know, my, my first records uh, were, were CDs and, and tapes. Yeah, same, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like if you, if we're talking about like records, like, you know, like starting a vinyl collection, um, I got, let me think here. I got the second Clash album, uh, Give Him Enough Rope, um, at Ides. Uh, you know, I was probably in like 10th grade or something. I went up to, uh, we might have went up to take my cousin to the bus station or something. He was off to college. Yeah. And uh, I knew about Ides. I'd been there before and, uh, you know, went over there with my mother. And, uh, you know, my mother's cool. Like she's into music and stuff. So there was plenty for her to check out there. And that's when Ides was, I mean, I'm not saying Ides isn't cool now, but that's when Ides was still really cool. Yeah, you know? I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, 
And yeah, I picked out that uh, that second Clash record, Give Him Enough Rope, which maybe it wasn't even out on CD in the U.S. at that time, uh, or tape or whatever. But uh, yeah, I picked that up, and that was that was really cool. I still have it downstairs. Yeah, I actually it was funny. Um, my uncle was really into collecting records, and um, he like whenever I was growing up, I was like really into Iron Maiden and. Megadeth and Anthrax and all this stuff. So my uncle would take me to Ides and he would always buy like one record for me. When like I was like a little little kid. And then whenever I turned like 17, started making beats, I bought a turntable. And my uncle was like, Oh, you have a turntable now. Good, take these records off my hands. Oh shit. And then this like pfft, I was like, sweet. Whoa. So I still have like all of my Sick. like maiden records that I had when I was a kid. But then um I ended up going back down to Ides. So it was like I'm gonna buy 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 some records. So like my first trip to buy records was actually going down the odds. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I started to realize at one point that like, oh, like records are kind of cheap, and like you know, my parents still had a record player hooked up. You know, oh, yeah. uh, you know, and it's like, oh, cool. And by that time, you know, the record stores and like the mall and stuff near where I live. I'm I'm from like Aliquippa, like uh, you know, like north of the airport. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they they, they didn't sell records anymore you know and in those places and those stores and and uh so yeah when you once you start to realize that uh and it's not like that anymore but you know back then uh the records were a lot cheaper than any other format uh-huh <laughs> than even tapes <laughs> it was so cool like i like i started going down to like jerry's when i was like 18 and like you could still find like really cool stuff pretty easily in there most of my collection is from Jerry's. You can still yeah. find good stuff there oh, now, yeah. but there's stuff yeah. that you could pull out from Dom at one of the shelves downstairs, and it'll have a Jerry's four dollar price tag on it. And you know, you look it up on Discogs now, and people are trying to get lots of lots more money. Uh huh. Yeah, that's happened with me a and, few times from stuff there. And Jerry's still like that, you know. Um, you know, he'll still put cool shit out. You know, a lot of the good stuff goes on the auctions, which are really awesome and really fun. But uh, you know, he still puts awesome stuff out. Totally. Yeah. Were you super jazzed the first time you put out your own record? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, we like make yep. – Madeline was actually – weren't you here the one time when we when we got like the test pressings of our – of the second 7-inch that yeah. we put out? Yeah. And we like had a little like listening party, like played it all loud and just like sat on the rug listening to it, you know? Yeah, that's fun. It's – yeah. And then the record before the 45 that – uh our that first we released before inch. that, yeah. Uh, I remember being so excited just to like just to put it on the turntable, and it's like you know, yeah, that's our song. Yeah. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> did um, whenever you put out the seven inches, was that stuff self released, or did somebody help you with that stuff? Oh yeah, it's all. It's all, all self released. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Have you ever had any? desire to want to work with a label or somebody or do you just prefer to do our, it yourselves our tape was put out by machine age records out of pittsburgh our um our first full length which has uh -huh. only been released on cassette and digitally so uh and like they helped us with that um you know they like basically recorded it and put it out on those formats um so we worked with them um on that one but it never got an lp release um so we're hoping to uh try to get that out on LP because it's basically out of print now in a physical format because the tapes are all gone and we're not trying to make more tapes. It's kind of, it's kind of run its course, I feel like. Uh, yeah. So, 
you know. So yeah, hopefully we'll we'll put that LP out one of these days. But yeah. yeah. So you two just prefer to remain for yeah, black I mean, better word DIY. Well, we I yeah, know. I mean, what, you know, we're, we 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 put we like to put out singles, um, and and that's not like a I don't know. People always tell us that that's not a smart um, way to put out records anymore because it costs a certain amount and you don't make much back because like with manufacturing a seven inch. Yeah. yeah, As opposed to a 12 inch. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, but you know, we like the format and it's fun (coughs) and we like the idea of, uh, you know, being a a singles band or something. But you know, we're not like opposed to like, you know, if someone like asked us to like help put out a record, we'd be like, you know, we definitely like look into it for sure. sure. We're recording a full length now with Madeline. Uh, you know, we're, we're recording a full length and a new single basically. Uh, so we're putting the finishing touches today on a couple songs that are going to be on the next seven inch. So that like that, we're, we're trying to put that into production like right now, basically. So yeah. hopefully that would be done by the summertime, uh, or, you know, by the end of the summer, hopefully. So, uh, and until then, we're, we're just going to keep recording stuff uh, and then pick from that stuff for a full length, our latest, our next full length. And we'll, we'll, we'll probably send that stuff out to people and see if someone would be interested in putting it out. Yeah. So I've, know. I don't know why, but I've just never even bothered sending anything. We never anyone. really have either. It's, I don't know why not. We suck. I, just, I always say we suck at being a band sometimes. <laughs> like, you know, like we're cool with like the, you know, the music part, you know, the songs and the shows and, you know, uh, you know, we'll go out there and book tours and, and, and play and stuff. But like uh, the, all the, I don't know. With the business. Marketing or, the, or yeah. whatever, you know, it's, we're, we're terrible at it. Well, it's and, really And hard. we should be better at it. I think that it's, it's not. It's a little complicated because it is changing so much so frequently nowadays with like what's trending on what social media and what tactics you can use on each platform to get the most out of it. You yeah, know, yeah. like I always say that. You know, I feel borderline uh, schizophrenic at times trying to handle a Twitter account and a Facebook account and an Instagram account because each platform uh, caters to a different like social behavior. So you need to, if you want to be successful on the platform, you got (laughs) to put out the the content that people that use those platforms regularly engage with. Yeah. And it's like, I don't give a fuck. But at the same time, it's like, well, I kind of want people to hear what I'm doing. Yeah. Try to play a game a little bit, but not get too sucked into it. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Like whenever not giving a fuck becomes cool again, we'll, we'll like we'll <laughs> we'll be we'll, like we'll be thought of as really awesome. I, I hope because it's like true. Like we just uh. like <sighs> couldn't care less about that stuff. You it know, just, like yeah. it's it's it, you know and it. It's yeah, like it's important in everything. It's important to to be to communicate. But, you know, as far as just, like, trying to fit in or, like, you know, kissing people's ass so that they'll check our shit out or something, it's just – we're just ne- never going to play the, the that kind of game, you know. It's just – I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm totally with you. It's It sucks. We still – you know, it's like our music would sound the same, you know, like, <laughs> same either way. You know, like, it's not – 
I, I don't know. I think we just need to post more selfies. Or more memes. And <laughs> you, you have four cats around. Just post oh, pictures. Just, we need to be cuter on the Instagram. What's that, what's that Instagram address, Steph? <laughs> Which one? The one where you could see the cats, the Instagram address. Oh, ours? Um, it's just the Lopez the Van. <laughs> All of our stuff is the Lopez the Van. What other Instagram would we be trying to plug in this interview? I, didn't, I thought you were talking about like another cat. Like, what's the one with all the cats? <laughs> you should do like cats. A Lopez music video that instead of you being in it, it's just your cats well, performing our cats, your songs. They're in both of our videos. <laughs> um, but all yeah, all four cats are in both of our videos, and you can spot all four cats on our two seven-inch records um, artwork and the cassette. Okay. It's kind of like a fun game to okay. like try to find them all. Like, where's Waldo? <laughs> but they're this all there. True. Yes, they're all there. But yeah, there should be a video of just them, just stunts, just cat, just just cat stunts. kitty stunts, you know, without us in it. We don't need to be in the next hmm. song. No, we don't. <laughs> um, yeah, we could Photoshop their faces on our faces. No, it look like they're playing the that. instruments. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I like that one. <laughs> so you got a record or a seven inch to be coming out soon, a record to be coming out afterwards. Yeah, we're working and on our some, second full length this year. Yeah. You think it'll be out in 2017? Do you well, find, is like the recording process long for you two or are you just kind of like, I, I don't know. Like not I as heard long like as a, the... Madeline, what do you think about <laughs> yeah. that? You want, you want to try yeah. it? Guest speaker. <laughs> is it long? Is yeah. that the question? Yeah. Is that what's the uh, recording process for them like? I think with, with the Lopez, it's so, it's so chill. Nice. It's really awesome, and we recorded one record, one one seven inch in a studio where I used to work, um, and in between me leaving that space and having my own space opening soon, we've done these songs up here in this attic and it's just very laid back with them. We kind of just take it piece by piece. Um, it helps that they know each other really well and they are well rehearsed and, you know, communicate well. Sure. So for me, it's very easy. <laughs> that sounds like the type of comment from somebody who has possibly recorded a lot of bands that or aren't musicians like that? that aren't like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think they I love I love recording them just cuz it's I I we honestly have fun. I mean, it's like half I'd say like 75% recording and then 25% just like shooting the shit and oh, totally, yeah. and hanging out last <laughs> a couple times ago, um I got to witness uh, a birthday celebration for one of their cats, <laughs> which was so <laughs> awesome. It was so yeah, like so sweet, and uh, so that was fun. But Sam, yeah, Sam's no, it's, eighth birthday. Yeah, okay, I want some more was, details on the birthday celebration. There was a, a special kind of cat food purchased, <laughs> and uh, there was video taken, and we all sang happy birthday. And, um, and there's a birthday candle. There was a birthday candle Is in this the cat like a food. Typical occasion. Oh yeah, awesome. Every kind of fun at birthdays we. Yeah, so four four birthdays a year celebrating. Yeah. Well, two of them are twins, so. Oh. Yeah. So three days, but four birthdays. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, gotcha. but no, recording with them is is a lot of fun. So, and you can also t like I've learned a lot about 
music through recording with them because I'm a little bit younger than them. So it's it's they're very knowledgeable about they're both they're both music lovers. So I've learned a lot about totally about um, stuff that was popular either before I was born or when I was very young. So, <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, back All back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I love recording with them. So we try cool. to be quick, you know. We we try to like you know get it done, uh, you know, get it done quick. Yeah, I whenever I record music, I try not to overthink it too much, and I also usually try not to record something until I know it's done and it's ready to be recorded. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people kind of go into the studio with songs that are partially written yeah and they they oh we'll figure it out and it's like why why would you put anybody through that yeah just, right, right. <laughs> you're not ready to record the songs yep. just wait until they're done and then go record them and just do it don't think about it too much get we're, it done move on mm-hmm. yeah we're in a situation right now where we have a lot of stuff going on that's like yeah yeah it's either not fully finished or yeah it's, things still still need to be fleshed out and we'll you know yeah we'll be recording things that uh like we've never played live before you know yeah so that's kind of weird you know and it's kind of like you were saying like oh does this need to be taken out and played out well, a lot yeah. more and i think and it's fleshed out more before we even think about recording totally know? i mean i think it's good to demo stuff and if you're oh, yeah. in a position where you have a band with a robot drummer and things like that you know it's easy to demo things out yep. and figure out what works but Whenever it comes to like, I'm going to record this for real, just do it when it's ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then don't waste too much time on it, you know. I know people that spend days on songs that maybe somebody will spend three minutes of their life with, you know. Right. I guess you want it to be right, but right. Don't, right. don't beat yourself up over it. And you could like tweak stuff forever, you know, like in the mixing oh, totally. process, it's like you start to make yourself kind of crazy. I find that if I ever go back and listen to old recordings that I've done, the ones over time that stand out the most to me are the ones that I've actually spent the least amount of time with. They sound like the realist. It's just like you're in the moment. Yeah. It's done. Good to go. Anything that I've been a lot more meticulous and careful with, it ends up sounding like almost like lifeless or too rehearsed. Like yep. it's too perfect. It's Sucked not real. all the life out of it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, it can be hard yeah, we to... we try not to labor over it too much. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just get it down. Like, you know, if I'm, yeah, you know, I try not to do too many takes, you know, although if I'm putting down a guitar or a bass or whatever it is, you know, like if I can't get it in, you know, two or three takes, you know, like... You got to work on it. Yeah, what or the that's, fuck, you yeah. know, like... I think uh, it's really important, too, for you to be able to uh, write stuff that's in your technical ability to play mm-hmm. you know i i also play in a thrash metal band so i work with guitar players who are pretty good at playing within their ability but i've played in metal bands outside of that with players that want to shred way harder than they can and it's always a nightmare mm-hmm. you know especially when it comes to recording like yeah i'll get it in the studio i'll get this solo totally and then you're just sitting there for an hour while they're yeah. just trying to get better at guitar Yep. On our dime, you know, yeah. just like, you cannot play this solo. Stop it. You should hang out for a while because I got to put bass on these tracks and we usually don't play bass. So we're going <laughs> to be in that situation. 
but no, I, it'll, it'll, it'll be a lot better. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get right through it. I've been practicing. <laughs> any, uh, any big gigs coming up in the next couple months that maybe we could talk about? This'll, this conversation will be online in like two weeks. Oh, okay. So, so. the No Bunny show will be over. We're playing with No Bunny this, uh, this Thursday. Um, <laughs> So yeah, but that's gonna be past. Uh, well, the they just played with no bunny, and it was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was the shit. <laughs> but we're going on tour. Um, March twenty third is the first show. Oh yeah, and then it'll be the March twenty third through April first. Oh nice. Yeah. So we're going to like. Yeah, I wish we had all those shows booked uh, that are kind of up in the air right now because we could all plug them all right now. Yeah, <laughs> there's like a bunch that we have up in the air right now. We were just talking about one when when Madeline came over and. Uh, yeah, I guess they're they're, they're not. Uh, so nothing, you you book the stuff yourselves. Yeah, games, yeah, yeah. Well, the one show we could definitely say um, New York City. March 23rd at a place called The Gutter. It's like a bowling alley. Oh, and nice. um, they have shows there and apparently it's getting pretty popular. It's in Brooklyn. It sounds um, awesome. So that's the first night. And then we'll be in Chicago on um, April 3rd. Or I'm sorry, March 30th. And um, we're playing at a record store called Bric-a-Brac Records. Yeah. Um, a really cool place in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, I think we distro to them. Make it hit. You know what? I lied. That's March 31st. Okay. I think. But those are the two shows we have booked so far. Well, we have like five shows booked so far. Oh, we have? Yeah, yeah. Um, And it'll be all on our Instagram and Facebook and stuff too. Which you can find at? Um, The Lopez The Band. That's Mm -hmm. our handle. Um, So when are are we going to be on tour then? What are the dates? March 23rd through April 1st. Nice. Yeah. And it's mostly like a little like New England and then as far west as Chicago and back. That's not too shabby. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, Nice size. We try to get out every spring and every summer. That's I need to take the time to get out of town. I find myself I get caught up in so many different projects here that it's become and I'm like, whoops. Like my big plan in December was like, yeah, April. Gonna just do like a few just like just a few East Coast things. I have friends all throughout. Gonna do it. So I hit up some people, some dates didn't nothing really panned out. A couple weeks go by, someone messages me, and then I look at my April calendar. I'm like, oops, I accidentally filled up every single weekend in April with other stuff already. Yeah. So it's like Yeah. Again, I think that goes back to me uh having a hard time saying no to people. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, <can laughs> I accidentally like, just fill up no you know, months of my life at a time. Yeah, it can be really daunting and like a lot of bands have kind of the same story. Like you send a million emails about these shows trying to book them out of town and like five people out of the million people get back to you and two of them are like, sorry, that night's booked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So So, it can be really like – What do you you find works best for you? Like uh, just persistence Yeah, patience? You know what? I just said to Jesse the other day, this every tour we book gets easier and easier because you know more people and – um. Back when, whenever we were booking like our very first tours, it was like I would I would email like venues and just be like, hey, we're this band from Pittsburgh. Can we hop on a show? But what really works is knowing people and bands, totally. obviously, that um, you know, you can email those people and be like, Hey, remember us? We played with you in Pittsburgh. Can you help us out in your town? And that's the way to go for sure. And then that, you know, those people live there and they know like the cool spots to play and where you would fit. And, you know, that always works better. Yeah. Great. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotten easier the more the more we do it. You know? Yeah. This, yeah. this I mean, as far as like, you know, this tour is probably half confirmed. Um, it's been, you know, a lot easier to actually get people to get back to us and stuff. So cool. I'm gonna I need to need to set something up yeah. this summer. When after the album comes out. That then that that's the new excuse I'm telling myself. I'm gonna wait till the album comes out. And then after the album comes out, who knows? It'll happen. Start booking early. That's Start like at least three months out, and then people yeah. will be like, "It's kind of early. Get back to me later." But at least you already touched base. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Got That's it. That's a hot tip. And don't be afraid to bug. Yeah. You know, you gotta just bug people. Yeah, like we were talking about earlier, Brian. Like how people, you know, you forget. Like someone emails you and you're at work or whatever, <laughs> uh-huh. and you're like, "Oh shit!" Like I forgot those people. But if they, you know, a lot of people will email you again and be like, "Hey, just checking in," and you're like, "Oh yeah," and like you got to do that too. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to be annoying because. You know, do you want to not be annoying and not play a show out of town or be annoying? And play a show out of town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. All right. Well, Another hot tip. Wrapping this up. We're done, I think, unless there's anything else we want to talk about. Did we miss anything? Did we miss anything? There's anything coming up? Not nothing, you know, just the tour, the record. Sounds- we DJing anywhere coming up? Um, we DJ at New Amsterdam every first Saturday. Oh, really? So if you if you liked Spacteca, you should come. Yeah, come to New Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're it's we're fun. all over the place That'd as far awesome. as the, as far as the the music we play, but we play all all of our records, it's, all of our LPs. I you know I I DJ some places sometimes as well, and I'm very much the same way. Just like no holds barred. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we it's more play fun some that shows way. Together, yes. Maybe we'll DJ together sometime. Yeah. That'd be fun. For yeah, sure. definitely. That'd be really fun. We're DJing um, at Roboto oh, um, that's in right. between bands at the Screaming Females show. Oh, out. really? Nice. Screaming Females are back at Roboto after a couple years hiatus. That is the um, day before we leave for tour. So that's um, March 22nd. Awesome. Yeah. And that should be a great show. At Roboto, Screaming yeah. Females. With Old Game. We'll be there. Oh, and City Mouse is the other band. And City Mouse. It should be a really great show. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for having me over in your attic. Yeah, thanks for coming over. Yeah, this thanks is, for hanging yeah, out this in is the great. Attic. Yeah, come over again. Madeline, shout outs. Thank you. <laughs> shout out, Madeline. For sitting in the corner while oh, we did this. My <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we are done. Cool. Bye, thanks. everybody. Bye. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Steph and Jesse are both awesome. I can't thank them enough for letting me to uh, for inviting me over to their place due to the conversation. Shout outs again to Madeline Campbell for you know being patient and letting us record this in the middle of their session. Uh, yeah. That's all I have to say. Keep an eye out for everything the Lopez is doing. There's some links attached to this. Or you could just type the Lopez, the band, into your Facebook or your Instagram or whatever you use. And I'll be back again next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2017. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.